you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And on today's episode of Locked on Mizzou, we've got a ton to talk about, including the very first verbal commitment of the 2022 football class for Eli Drinkwitz. Yes, the 2021 class has been much ballyhooed so far, but we're already getting a quick start on 2022 before 2021 is even completed. And yes, indeed, before the 2020 season even starts. And and in that vein, well, with less than a week to go to the game, I thought, what the heck? Let's break down Eli Drinkwitz's offense in as much depth as I possibly can. So you know what we're going to do this week? First today, we're going to break down App State against North Carolina, that big victory for that program last year. Also, we're going to break down their victory against the South Carolina Gamecocks later this week, but let's start off with that upset against North Carolina. One thing that stood out, I mostly watched the offensive snaps for App State here because, well, obviously that's Eli's forte, but definitely watched some of the special teams snaps as well since that's another aspect of the game that Eli has taken a very hands-on approach to. So, Opening kickoff, the Tar Heels take it all the way down to the App State 20, cash it in immediately, down 7 nothing. But you know what? The Mountaineers did not hold their heads. Just a lot of impressive stuff from Eli. Honestly, my first impression as you get through the first quarter of this game, there's nothing wildly innovative about anything that Eli does. But if you're looking for a modern-style offense, this is it. You're going to see... A lot of jet sweep type motion, and frankly, just motion in general, which is something pre-snap I would have liked to have seen more from Derek Dooley last season, quite frankly. But you also see plenty of pop passes, too, off of the jet sweep, that kind of thing. And while we'll, we're certainly going to see probably shotgun snaps 90% of the time from this Eli Drinkwitz offense, You'll see quite a few lead blockers in the backfield as well, although these are not necessarily fullbacks. In fact, they're almost always exclusively tight ends, or H-backs, if you will, but certainly tight ends, H-backs, basically the same thing at this point. We've seen plenty of that from Missouri offenses the last few years, too, and it's definitely something that Eli likes to take into account. So, if you have been here for a while and you listened to my gridiron glossary segments, you'll know what 11 and 12 personnel is. But just in case you didn't hear those, I'll give you a bit of a recap. Eli likes to run a lot of 11 and 12 personnel. Now what that means is one running back and either one tight end or two tight ends. Again, the first number means the number of running backs in the, in the formation and the second number is the number of tight ends. So what this 11 and 12 personnel does for Eli, and frankly any offense, is it makes you very versatile in terms of the amount of formations that you can run. Because if you think about it, even 12 personnel, even if you have two tight ends, it's fairly easy to imagine 
spreading that offense, spreading the defense out, and also at the same time running two tight ends, running some more power type stuff. Maybe one guy is in the traditional tight end type formation and another tight end is used as an H-back. But regardless, last year it seemed like for the most part Eli did use his tight ends as lead blockers and not so much as pass catchers. And considering Missouri's personnel this year, considering the Daniel Parker Jr. skill set, and frankly, the fact that the guys behind him have shown no real ability at the college level to consistently get open and catch passes, I might imagine that that type of tight end play will be pretty consistent in 2020 for Missouri, too. I would say Daniel Parker's been spending a lot of time on campus as a blocker, well, that's certainly going to continue for him and, frankly, maybe all of the Missouri tight ends based on what I've seen from the Drinkwitz offense at App State. Another thing I noticed is Eli has been calling his offense in the preseason ever since he got to Missouri in his introductory press conference. He's referred to it as a pro-tempo style of offense. And certainly pro, that part of it, is maybe subjective, Certainly, certainly. again, he likes to use lead blockers, almost more than your pro teams like to do these days. But the tempo part of it maybe was the more interesting part to me because I was curious if he was going to be a more hyperactive Josh Heupel-like offense or is it going to be more of just your standard, hey, let's not huddle, maybe change the play from the sidelines, that kind of deal. Well, it seems like it's more of the latter for certain because very early after North Carolina, again, went up 7-0, App State throws a second nine screen that brings up third and five. But, you know, in a Josh Heupel offense, they would have definitely rushed to the line after gaining four yards on third down. But that wasn't how Eli played it. No, they took their time, got to the line of scrimmage, got in the play that they wanted, and ended up throwing a slant for a first down. So no hurry there whatsoever. In fact, I didn't really see a lot of instances of super high tempo in general during any of this game, quite frankly. Now, there was definitely a lot to like about Eli Drinkwitz's offense in this North Carolina game, and really his situational play calling was the thing I ended up being most impressed with by the end of the game. And I want to tell you guys more about that as well as maybe a couple concerns to look at for the young head coach just in terms of of actual game day strategy. But first, I do want to tell you guys once again about rockauto.com. Now, you may be wondering, what does the rock in rockauto.com mean? Well, it means you'd be dumb as a box of rocks if you didn't go to rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs. Because why in the world would you go to a dealership and pay their astronomical, frankly, price-gouging prices? There's nothing fun or satisfying about that. But every time you go to rockauto.com, I promise you, you will have a satisfying experience because they have virtually every car part you could possibly want no matter if you're a foreign guy, a domestic guy, heck, maybe, you, maybe you're an old school type of wrencher who likes to get that old school car out on the road on the weekends. Well, you certainly won't be disappointed either. 
And when you check out, be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Well, my reviews of Eli so far as a head coach have been, and mostly as an offensive play caller, quite frankly, have been pretty positive. So let's be a little more critical here for just a moment before I heap some more praise upon our young head coach. And one thing was Zach Thomas, the App State quarterback, at one point scrambled for 50 yards. Yes, that's right, 5-0 yards on third down, getting App State all the way down to inside. Well, I think it was in the red zone, pretty close regardless. But after this huge run by the App State quarterback, the Mountaineers take not one, but two straight delay of game penalties, making it now first and 20. And for all intents and purposes, that killed the drive. They eventually settle for a field goal. Frankly, on third and 21, they actually got a pretty decent one-on-one deep shot. So I'll give Eli there for at least giving him, giving his receiver a decent chance to come up with a jump ball on a difficult-to-complete third and 21. But... Man, that was a tough look. You know, anytime after a big gain like that, especially a surprise, maybe 50-yard scramble by your quarterback, maybe you and your coaching staff are literally scrambling to get 50 yards down the field as well. So I can maybe, especially if you're a rookie coach, I can forgive the first delay of game penalty, but the second one, that was inexcusable. I Maybe they had some technology problems. Frankly, I don't want to hear it. They, they, you got to be able to get a play in after a delay of game. There's absolutely no excuse for that second one. So hopefully, again, this is just a rookie head coach maybe learning a bit of a lesson in only his third game of that 2019 season. But again, on the positive side, once again, as I looked back at the totality of this entire football game, It was really quite obvious to me that Eli's strength, maybe as a play caller, is in in what I would call situational play calling. Really just the most high leverage plays of the game. Think third downs, fourth downs, goal line, short yardage, that kind of stuff. But especially, hey, it's third and five. We need this play to close out the game. He had some absolutely excellent play calls throughout this game, including one sequence where the first play, actually, I believe it was second down, I really liked this play call from App State and Eli because the entire offensive line moves to the left. And boy, if I, I tell you, if I didn't think, I would have bet almost anything I owned that that was going to be a run to the left. Generally, you can get your cues from the offensive line. But indeed, they had one tight end leak out to the right side Really good defense by Carolina, frankly, to hold it to about a four or five yard gain, bring up a third down and goal. And, you know, Zach Thomas, I told you guys earlier, he had a 50 yard scramble, but there weren't any designed runs up until this point. So, hey, it's third and goal. You need a good play that you've got in your back pocket, and a speed option is what it was. I'm sure somewhere the Josh Henson. Our offensive coordinator from 2013 is smiling at that play call. Another obvious takeaway as you watch this game is just that, frankly, App State, for a team that went 11-1 and and beat 
two Power 5 teams, I believe, finished ranked. Not exactly a lot of explosive playmakers out there. Now, they had a couple receivers with some size, but even in spite of the fact that their their lack of explosiveness, they were able to hit two straight deep shots against one-on-one coverage at one point. So Eli does seem to have a good knack for knowing when to take a deep shot and also getting a favorable matchup for maybe his bigger receivers. And while Eli certainly called a good game here, in my opinion, Demetrius Taylor, you got to bring him up, App State defensive end, had a strip sack and recovered his own strip sack, recovered the fumble, ran it into the end zone. Then later in the game, after he somebody attempted to cut block him, he gets back up in the air, knocks the pass up into the air, intercepts it, returns it for about 20 yards. He was the Sun Belt Player of the Week, obviously, on the defensive side of the ball. So, obviously, it wasn't just him. A, a big team effort, but the point in bringing that up is App State was able to build a 10-point lead against Carolina with about 10 minutes left. And again, back to situational play calling. App State has a third and seven, and they spread the defense out with four receivers, one running back in the backfield, and just a quick hitter up the middle. A running play gains 18 yards on third and seven. All the back had to do was break through the first level of the defense, and frankly, it was an easy first down. So an outstanding possibly an audible, whatever it was, Eli certainly got him in the right play in that situation. And then later, frankly, the biggest play of the game, in my humble opinion, App State now just up three with a little bit under three minutes to play. Now imagine on the left side, there are two receivers lined up for App State. To the right side, there's nobody. And Also, in the backfield, there's a tight end offset to the left. So everything's telling you that this running play is probably going to the left side. Instead, he runs an option keeper, basically a read option. The quarterback keeps it, runs to the right side. That offset tight end, who was offset to the left, comes across the field, picks up the unblocked defender for a really easy first down on a beautifully designed play. Again, Two key situations where Zach Thomas, the Mountaineer quarterback, runs the football on third down and relatively short, getting an absolutely key first down. Again, you don't run those kind of plays on first down and second down. You know, there's always, you've got to be able to keep really good plays in your pocket that you know are probably going to work at really high leverage times and situations. And I think that's something that Eli Drinkwitz is a rookie coach showed that he understood quite quite well. And finally, you know, getting back to the whole Josh Heupel tempo idea, it was just nice to see that with the lead in the fourth quarter, Drinkwitz was completely content to just grind that play clock every single time and run the football. So that's a good sign, obviously. And speaking of good signs, the first verbal commitment for the 2022 class of Tiger football, I'll have a bit of information for him right after this. And with about six spots, I believe, still remaining in the 2021 class, assuming everyone is verbally committed, all signs on the dotted line, which, what are the odds of that, quite honestly? Probably not very good, but 
in spite of that fact, we all seem to like the 2021 class. I know I do, but by golly, we've already got a commitment from 2022. And it's Max Wisner, a tight end from Lee Summit, Missouri. And actually, speaking of Lee Summit, guy I talked about yesterday, Mr. Drew Locke. Actually, Max is apparently pretty good buddies with Drew, despite their about six, seven years age difference there. But obviously, both guys from Lee's Summit, but apparently they both work out with the same personal trainer. So definitely a bit of a personal connection to the Tigers may have help us secure the verbal commitment of Mr. young Mr. Wisner over the likes of Nebraska and Arkansas. So obviously a good day for the Tigers anytime you beat out the Cornhuskers for somebody that they want. At six, at six foot six, 240 pounds, Max is obviously a very big man, a very big young man for a junior in high school. Holy cow, he would have eaten me alive, I'm pretty sure, when I was a junior. But the point is, I think he really fits the profile of big physical receivers And frankly, big and physical guys is seemingly what Eli likes at a lot of positions. Certainly defensive back, too. And I would say defensive end, we've tended to go for bigger men at that spot, too. But 6'6", 240, tight end. Frankly, Wisner, if you look at his huddle highlights, 85-90% of his highlights are at defensive end. But obviously, Missouri, as I previously said, is recruiting him as a tight end. So he does seem like more of a, maybe a bit of a developmental prospect because even the snaps that you saw at tight end in high school, well, it was mostly blocking stuff. So again, you you could see he's a big physical, you know, plays with a bit of a bit of a nasty edge to him, which I enjoy quite frankly, nothing dirty. Just, Hey, if you're in my way, I'm going to push you to the ground and you're going to like it. That kind of thing. But also, maybe he just fits the profile of what Eli wants from a tight end. Maybe he isn't that concerned about getting a tight end who will catch 50 or 60 balls in a season. Maybe he just wants you to be a road grader type lineman, fullback, H-back at times, and then just have the ability to catch a wide open pass, the ability to catch important passes in those high leverage moments. Maybe that's what Eli wants, but... Regardless, Mac, Max Wisner, hopefully we'll see you in Columbia in a couple years. And hey, you know what? Hope to see some of you in Columbia this Saturday for the Alabama game. I will certainly be there. And you know what? Be sure to tune in to this feed for a recap of the game, probably about an hour after the final whistle. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been... Locked on Mizzou.